first charter school was established in 1992, charter schools have experienced impressive growth. In fact, according to the National Center for Education Statistics, the percentage of all public school students who attended public charter schools increased from 1-6% to between fall 2000 and fall 2016. With their increasing popularity, however, charter schools have also become a controversial topic, with famous politicians such as Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren vowing to curb charter school growth during their 2020 presidential campaigns. On the flip side, the current Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, is known for her support of school choice and charter schools. Charter schools will no doubt continue to gain traction as leaders from all sides of the political spectrum advocate for reforming America's current educational system. However, many people haven't heard of charter schools and don't know what they really are. So in this episode of Bread Pods, I'll be explaining just how charter schools work and what makes them such a controversial topic. The simplest definition of a charter school is an independently organized, government-funded school. To break this down, charter schools are primarily funded with taxpayer money, but can also receive grants or sponsorships from other organizations. Most charter schools are generally funded on a per-student basis, so the more students the school has, the greater amount of money they will receive. In addition, charter schools have much more freedom and flexibility when it comes to how to educate their students, as they don't need to follow all of the rules and regulations placed upon traditional public schools. Charter schools can also be sponsored by a local school district via a charter, which is where the name charter school comes from. A charter is a contract that states the goals and objectives of the charter school, and it is reviewed periodically to ensure that the charter school adheres to its self-imposed guidelines and expectations. If a charter school isn't following its charter, the sponsor can choose to terminate its sponsorship of the charter school. There are a few key differences between the standard public school most of us are used to and charter schools. If you remember from earlier, charter schools have much more autonomy and flexibility, which means that many choose to implement alternative education models. For example, charter schools need not adhere to the standard 8-3 schedule of schooling. In addition, they can also choose to use hybrid courses that combine traditional classroom-based learning with online instruction. Some charter schools also have a particular focus, such as liberal arts or humanities. The last important difference is that a family must choose to enroll in a charter school. It doesn't happen automatically. Lindsay Burke explains this concept by saying, charter schools are held accountable by parents who can choose or not choose to enroll their children here. Charter schools only receive funding if families are selecting into them. Before I can explain how charter schools are held accountable and compared to public schools, let's talk a little bit about the history of charter schools. They were first founded when teachers were dissatisfied with the rigidity of traditional public school, which had and continues to have a very structured approach to educating students. The main goal of charter schools was to produce students better than those of traditional public school while utilizing alternative educational models. The issue of ensuring that charter schools are educating students and preparing them for the future is crucial, and thus, ensuring that charter schools are actually teaching students via these alternative methods, such as independent study programs or virtual charter schools, is an extremely important issue. The primary metric used to determine a charter school's success are standardized tests, because they provide a standard benchmark with which to compare all students. However, it's pretty difficult to determine just how successful charter schools are. For example, one study done by Stanford University found that on average, charter school students generally performed worse or the same as public school students on both math and reading standardized tests. But we still can't conclusively say that charter schools are producing worse students than traditional public schools. First of all, lower income students and English language learners generally show higher performance rates at charter schools compared to traditional public schools. Furthermore, 
Many charter schools have a specific focus, like art, music, or technology, which aren't really represented in standardized tests. Charter schools are also an extremely diverse pool with lots of variety. There are independent study programs, project-based learning, back-to-basic schools, and many more. Thus, because of all these different factors, it's still too early to say that one educational system definitively trumps the other. Now that we have some basic knowledge as to what charter schools really are, as well as how they function and operate, it's time to address the controversy. Are charter schools worth it? Rather than advocating for one side over the other, I'll be examining both the strengths and weaknesses of charter schools to provide a more balanced perspective on them. First, let's look at what the primary advantages of charter schools are. Many proponents of charter schools point out that the traditional public school system is not a one-fit-all solution to education. Because we have such a wide variety of students with different strengths and weaknesses, it's impossible for the traditional public school system to be the best option for all students to achieve their maximum potential. For example, students with ADHD may find it hard to focus or pay attention when attending standard public school courses. Related to the fact that not all students learn the same way is the fact that charter schools also have much more flexibility to innovate and utilize a variety of educational systems. Because charter schools have much more freedom and fewer restrictions, they don't have to use classroom-based learning methods or follow the same curriculum as local public schools, making them a better fit for some students. Another commonly cited benefit of charter schools is the idea of school choice. Having both charter schools and public schools available gives students and their families the ability to choose what school they want to attend, meaning that it gives them more independence when it comes to finding the best fit for their children. There are definitely many benefits to having charter schools, including, but not limited to, offering alternative educational systems to students, allowing greater flexibility, and giving families a choice as to which school their student will attend. However, there are still some serious problems with charter schools. One of the primary criticisms of charter schools is that they funnel taxpayer money away from public schools. Because charter schools are still funded by government money, each student that chooses to attend a charter school rather than their local public school takes money away from the public school and gives it to the charter school. Because we only have a limited amount of funding for education, critics point out that it basically creates a tug of war for money between charter schools and public schools. In addition, because charter schools are independently organized, they can be run by either nonprofit or for-profit organizations. For-profit charter schools often turn education into an economical transaction to make money, rather than focusing on allowing each student to achieve their maximum potential, which is what the primary focus of education should be. One politician I mentioned earlier was Bernie Sanders, whose stance on the issue is banning for-profit charter schools and slashing charter school funding, quote, until rules are in place to make sure they are operating with transparency and accountability. An interesting point to note as well is that Bernie Sanders also stated he doesn't believe in privately controlled charter schools, which exemplifies the fact that charter schools have a dual nature, and that they are public schools funded with taxpayer monies, but are still privately controlled. It's pretty hard to separate charter schools from having a greater degree of autonomy as well as private organization. Many of the other problems of charter schools stem from their increased autonomy, which is both a blessing and a curse. For example, some charter schools have extremely high teacher turnover rates and unreasonably high student-to-teacher ratios that make it hard for the student to truly succeed. In addition, although charter schools are legally prevented from discriminating against students, there are still some charter schools that require lengthy essays or other superfluous admission criteria. 
It's clear that charter schools still have issues that must be addressed and solved to ensure that our educational system is improving rather than going backwards. At the end of the day, the controversy surrounding charter schools hopefully stems from our concern to improve America's commonly criticized educational system. Charter schools were first founded out of frustration at the rigid and sometimes cumbersome public school system, and because of this, they have much more freedom and autonomy to implement alternative educational systems in hope that this will produce students of superior or equal quality to those from public school. Our goal should be to improve our educational system and make sure that all students have the resources required to realistically prepare for the future. Charter schools will doubtless be a major player in the educational field in the future, and hopefully this podcast helps you understand what charter schools really are, as well as some of the controversies surrounding them. Keep in mind that there's definitely a lot more information about charter schools that hasn't been covered here, but if you go to my website, you can find some sites and other resources I recommend if you'd like to learn even more about charter schools. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend or family member who you think would also find this podcast interesting. In addition, if you'd like to leave me a message or find out more information about my podcast, feel free to visit my Anchor website at anchor.fm slash redpods. Thank you again for listening, and I hope to see you soon.